<laughs> I wrote a book. All right, this is David. And this is Jeremiah. And we, we are, are the, the Theonauts. In Haiti. Live in Haiti. <laughs> so awesome. So we are staying in Merger. Yes. Uh, Haiti with a uh, friend, Pastor John. We're helping him on his uh, success ministries. That's right. How are you, John? I'm doing good by the grace of God. Ah, amen. 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 So we wanted to uh, take a few minutes and ask you some questions about some of the work that we're doing here uh, because we want uh, everyone out there who's listening to know about this work and hopefully be able to help in some way. And support. Yes, yes. So did you want to go ahead, Jeremiah? Yes. Tell us a little bit about your testimony, where you came from, uh, how you accepted Christ, all that. Can you give us a, a little blurb of your history? Uh, first of all, I want to uh, thank each and every one of you sure. for coming down here and spend time with me, with my family, with the people of my community, with all the children, you know. So they have had a very good time with you since you are about to leave Amen. the country. So it it is really a blessing to us to have you down here. Thank you. So the door is open for you anytime you want to come back, you want to bring more people, you can bring more people. Awesome. Praise yeah. Lord. For I you guys you. listening out there, if you want to come, yeah. you're welcome. That's right. I'll definitely be back. It's been a, a once-in-a-lifetime experience for me, so it's awesome. So. Yeah, and I think that the question was, uh, when did I became, be- become a Christian? Yes. Okay. So, uh, I used to go to church with my brothers when I was a little boy, mm-hmm. like uh, 8, 9, 10, 11 years old, you know, used to go to church with my brothers and sisters. Sure. So, they were, they, they are still in a church that is called Body of Christ. Oh. So, they are all musicians, you know. Oh, neat. And I remember seeing them playing, you know, mm-hmm. in a... Band, uh, it's like it was wonderful. Yeah. I felt I had to be with them, but finally God was going to direct me to another <laughs> church, you know, to lead me toward another church. Yes. And uh, I began to go to that church and then felt uh, like that, that, that's where I I'm supposed to be, you know, and uh, I like to listen to the gospel, you know, I never want to miss a pastor who's going to preach, you know, and then anytime they preach and I feel like there is power, you know, Mm -hmm. in the church, the Holy Spirit, you know, is working in the church, Mm -hmm. and then I go and I go and I go over and over to the church and then... uh, there was a time I started hearing God's calling me to come accept, you know, yes. uh, Christ. And then I was, and I'm still very shy, you yes. know, but I'm bold by the power of the Holy Spirit to preach the gospel. Amen. For, you know, Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, you That's know, right. it is a power. That's right. You know? And I'm empowered by the Holy Spirit today yes. to preach the gospel, even if in front of Two thousand, four thousand, I can do it Amen. by God's power in me. Yes. And uh, 
you know, they used to call people to come accept Christ after each service, sure. each preaching, you know. I didn't want to go because I didn't want anybody, you know, to see me going right. there. Yeah. And then one day there was a revival in the church. It's like the, the name of the revival was And Still Seven Seven Turns of Jericho. It's like oh. they're walking around the world to yes. get it full, you know, after, you know, seven days. Right. And then, you know, That's I was good. in the revival one night, and then they called people to come accept Christ. And then that night, I said, today I'm going to break the barrier, you know, yeah. the obstacle, you know. And then I went to the pulpit <laughs> and bow down and kneel, you know, yes. and then they prayed for me and I accepted Christ as my Savior and Lord, you know, Praise that's Lord. how I became a Christian, that's awesome. ever since I've been in church, you know, mm -hmm. listening to the gospel, growing in God's word, you know, because being yes. a Christian requires fruit, you should bear fruit Amen. in the spirit, yes. okay, right, right. and then I studied, I liked studying, you know, my Bible, you know, listening yes. to the preaching, you know, and then I grow over and over every day, and I want to keep growing, you yeah. know, even today. Right. Yeah. I believe part of your fruit has been evident all around us as, you know, we go to the orphanage and, and we, we, uh, we took care of kids and brought rice to them, and then uh, what you did, uh, what you're doing and, and your family's doing with the, the soccer ministry, and feeding children here who are struggling. It's an amazing, uh, amazing picture of God's hands and feet. You you being God's hands and feet here. Every in, in one of us has been called to be God's feet, yes. you know, on earth. Like, we are ambassadors. That's right. It's like the Great Commission. We are all called to go and preach the gospel, to reach others. Yes. And this is my purpose in life according to the call of Jesus in my life, Amen. is to reach others in the community and uh, to go further, you know, because we got to start in Jerusalem first. Jerusalem is my area right here. That's right. And tomorrow I'm going to go to Laguna. It's probably Samaria or Judea. One never knows. Yes. One day I will go to the end of the world. You know, Amen. God's purpose in my life is evident, and I want to... Uh, humble myself every day more and more so that God can use me as his vessels. I'm nothing but when I'm weak, that's when I'm strong according to Paul. Amen. Amen. That's right. Well, yeah, uh, and you mentioned Lago Nav. Lago Nav is an island off of uh, the coast here. It is part of Haiti, uh, <coughs> but it's one of the poorest areas of Haiti. And um, I am going over there with John, so we'll have more to talk about whenever uh, I get back from there. And we'll kind of explain what we did and, and how that went. I'm excited to hear from that. I'm going home tomorrow, so I'm not going to get to go on that trip. But <laughs> I'm praying for y'all, and, and I know that God is going to accomplish great things. Right. Tell us uh, a little bit about um, the earthquake and what, what happened after the earthquake as far as Haiti. Uh, what, you know, what, what did the earthquake do to Haiti? Uh... The earthquake, uh, according to what the earthquake did to Haiti, I can see it into aspects, you know, according to uh, how you asked me the question. Mm -hmm. I can see physical and emotional. 
Yes. But there is another aspect we can consider. It is spiritual, Amen. like a revival in Haiti. Yes. There was a revival in Haiti right after the earthquake just happened because everybody was running around and asking for Jesus. Yes. Please pray for me. I want to accept Jesus. Oh. Even voodoo priests, voodoo temple, wow. you know, have changed into churches. <laughs> and uh, voodoo priests became pastors nowadays. Uh, today, I know one pastor who used to be a voodoo priest, who wow. is a pastor today, you know, what right after the earthquake. Wow, amazing. There was a man in my church, you know, whose name is Pastor Pierre, right now. He used to be in a church where I am right now that has 4,000 people. And wow. then, today he has a church, just because when the earthquake happened, people came to him and said, please, brother Pierre, he was brother at that time, not pastor, yes. Pray for me, I need Jesus. And Pierre realized that I need to start a church for God's glory. Wow. And then now Pierre has a church he's running, you know, in Carrefour. Yes. That's how his ministry started. Amazing. And then I can imagine it the same way for many other people that I don't know, you know, were able to, you know, start a church for God's glory right after the earthquake. I see and I consider more the revival aspect. The, the revival realm than the physical and emotional destruction. Mm -hmm. Wow, praise wow. the Lord for that. Yeah, really yeah, so you would say that God God touched Haiti. Touched yeah. Haiti. That's right. Uh, the earthquake is a, is a natural phenomenon. God did not send earthquake to Haiti. Right. But the earthquake is used for his Glory. Glory. Amen. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's good. I heard one, one pastor say one time he felt like um, that there was no earthquake. Jesus came to Haiti and the ground shook. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. So, do you have a question? Well, I was just going to say, uh, the work that you're doing here, you started your own ministry in Success Ministries. How did that come about? How, did you, how, how were you able to get the funds and everything to do that? Uh, first of all, when I first moved to this area, you know, and uh, I was here and I was doing nothing, you know, in this place and then looking at the kids walking around, wandering around, some kids naked, uh, uh, bare feet, you know, oh, yeah. naked, you know, yes. and then they don't go to school, you know, uh, like the neediest ones don't go to school. Yeah. And I was thinking, wow, and I said, wow, but there was no, no vision to start anything. But I thought I needed to contact pastors in this area to make connection with them to see what we can do. And then after I began to feel, you know, uh, something inside of me that tells me it's you. Oh. <laughs> who needs to start something, not the pastors. Yes. Wow. The pastors have their churches, their church already. You know? That'll preach. You know? And then, it's you. You need yes. to do something. And I said, God, what I want to do, I don't really have means to do it. You know? Yes. And then, I kept feeling the same thing, that you gotta do something for these kids. And then, I refused, you know, to, the, to that call. And then, uh, one week I was not able to feel comfortable because I couldn't, uh, you know, support, you know, the situation, the living condition of the kids in this area. Mm. 
and then I began to feel very bad in my stomach, you know, my, right here, yeah. and then couldn't sleep well. And then I said, what's going on? I'm not used to be like that, you know. <laughs> and then I said, God, I understand I'm going to do something. What you want me to do, that's what I'm going to do. Amen. And then once I started Success Ministries, you know, I started it uh, with 60 kids, you know, when I started it. And then I began to feel better and better, you know, better and better. And I realized that's what I needed to do, you know, to feel better, okay? And then 60 kids, we start, and then the first week, God provided meals for them. And um, the first months, uh, uh, God sent me some money, like the end of June, and I was able to buy 60 backpacks for the kids, you wow. know, with the phones that I received. That yeah. was my first phones down here. Yes. And then I said, God, you are really the ones who called me to do it because you sent me, you know, the means <laughs> yeah, you know, right. to, to, to do it, to start it. And then I kept relying on God to provide for, for the kids more and more. And sure. God never deceived me in this way. You know, really? God always has always been providing, you know, ever since I started Success Ministry. Wow. So what we do, we do Bible evangelism, uh, soccer evangelism, in which they play soccer. They do other games like VBS, other games, singing, you know, playing, yes. jumping ropes, you know, other activities that sometimes sure. we do. Unless and we then, come in there and blow bubbles and yeah, cause all kinds of problems. Yeah. <laughs> but that's good because they have fun. That's what we want to do for them. <laughs> Our vision is to put them together, you know, as one, Right. you know. Uh, so that they can uh, feel they have people who take up them. And even if you are white and you speak different language, but we are one in Christ. Amen. You know? yes. And then after the games, and then we do a Bible story, or we explain to them a Bible verse, you know, in which they need to apply in their lives. Not just knowing uh, the Bible verse, not just knowing the Bible story, but find the application in their lives. You Amen. know, I've known many kids who used to be misbehaved, and then today, who are different. Oh. You know, because of uh, the impact of the Word of God Amen. in their lives. You know, even when people sin, sin ha- has an impact in them. Yes. But the Word of God has a greater impact, which is change, transformation, and regeneration. Yes. All right? Yes. So, we do Bible story. And then, uh, one organization, uh, for example, Footprints of Charity, help us feed nowadays 120 wow. kids. When we started, we started with 60. And nowadays, uh, today, we have 120 kids. Wow. Uh, whom we feed every Saturday after the soccer evangelism. Wow. And we help them go to school, you know, every September. We buy them uniforms, books, backpacks. Uh, uh, the first time, the first year we bought backpacks, but the second year, uh, FHL Ministries brought backpacks down okay. here for the kids, you know. And another guy, too, uh, brought... Uh, 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 a couple backpacks for them, you know. Mm-hmm. 
so the way we gather not not uh not books for them is that when missionaries come down if they bring pencils crayons and notebooks we save them Yes. for the beginning for another year of school you right. know right yes. and then we save them we put them in a storage you know for them and so they can have them you yes. know when they are about to go to school again right and it's it's such a neat thing to be able to connect with you um so that we can take care of the people if we didn't have you as the go-between we'd have no clue right. you know when we brought this stuff where to send it out to or have it organized. So yeah, that's and, neat. And, and one of the things we want to make sure and do is is uh, don't hurt by trying to help, right. but to be able to help, really help. And and to, to me, it's it's the, the best idea to help a local person like yourself who knows the culture, knows the people, knows the needs, and knows where that the funds are best used and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So... Yeah, so we work in education and training, just like mm-hmm. I said, giving them school supplies, you know, yes. try to to pay the tuitions, not all of them, but if we find a kid who, who has a difficulty for, you know, a school payment, and then we can post that on Facebook. If we right. don't have enough resources, you know, to do it, we post it, post it on Facebook, and then people help, people help, because God God ordained, you know, that's right, you know, yes. and then we believe in God, that's God's work, you know, right. take care of the little children, the widows, and the orphans, you know, yes, so <laughs> God loves, loves, you know, that's right, and uh, we also have a computer class for, uh, for the kids, you know, last year we had a graduation, you know, mm-hmm. for seven you wow. know, kids who are able to use computer like Microsoft and Publisher now. Yes. And this year we have 18 kids, you know, learning computer, Microsoft and Publisher. Wow. And then this part is supported by Go Do Love, you know, Go Do Love. Yeah. All right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, they are really supportive to my staff, you know, yeah. sending funds, you know, to help me. You know, not pay them, but you know, give them something for their sure. family. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah, that's great. And you, uh, you also do English classes here. Uh, yeah. You're a translator by trade, basically. Um, and so I got to teach an English class on Friday. It was one of the most um, terrifying and fun experiences. <laughs> it was fun for me. Yeah, I'm sure it was fun for you sitting there watching me. But that's another thing that that just. Uh, that's a blessing to the kids because it gives them the ability to have a trade uh, with English. That's, well, that's awesome. Tell us, too, a little bit about the, the education in Haiti. Because in America, uh, the government pays for all of our education, and we get a free education. Right. And, and so, in fact, they will come get parents who don't send their kids to school. Yeah. So, but that's not the way it works in Haiti, right? <laughs> so you know, uh, there is only public school for ten percent of the population wow. of Haiti. So that can tell you something about you know the problem you know. Uh, so we have in Haiti, and the private school you know most people cannot afford you know to send their kids to private school, but they do anyway. But yeah. sometimes kids are being sent back home just because they cannot pay the school, 
you know, and they might spend one week, two weeks, one month, depending on when their parents are able to find money to pay, you know, in the direction, you know, and yeah. so that they can head back to school. Mm-hmm. This is a huge problem. But you need to know something else about the problem of Haiti, too. In Haiti, on 100 people, uh, 78 people don't work. Only 22 people work. Okay. You know, so if you can imagine, 78 people cannot pay or cannot afford for their kids to go to school, yeah. right. you know, because right. they don't work. Right. All right. But uh, considering the 78 people, so we can say they are survivors if they put their kids to school anyway. Right. All right. <laughs> and then God provides in a way that nobody can explain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And sometimes people say, each Haitian is a miracle of God. (laughs) Awesome. Amen. Well, yeah, and one thing that our listeners need to know also is that the 78 that aren't working, it's not because they don't want to. It's because there's no jobs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's difficult. There's unemployment, a huge unemployment in Haiti, you know. It's, there is no job. One, one of the things that we've noticed since we've been here is that the ha- Haitians are not lazy. No. They're very, very hardworking people. They can work me under the table. <laughs> yes, they sure. wear us out. <laughs> so we, we we probably, they laugh at us. Yeah. <laughs> they do. It's great. Yeah. They do. But uh, it's, it's amazing. You said every Haitian is a miracle from God. And that's yeah. so true. You guys, you've learned to fully rely on on God for everything, yeah. you know. In America, it's almost we take everything we have for granted. You know, we're very spoiled people. We have the curse of wealth, is what I'd call it. Yeah. Um, it's a that, blessing and a curse. It's a blessing because and a it curse. blesses us in that we can help and we can do what we're doing. Right. The way we can sum up uh, this phrase is that uh, our faith is our blessing. Yes. Amen. That. Amen. Yeah. That's so good. Wow. Okay, well, Pastor John, it was very good to uh, interview you. Yeah. And we we thank you deeply from our hearts for opening your home to us and helping us help you help Haiti. It's a huge blessing. If you want to get involved, definitely go to Footprints of Charity online. Footprintsofcharity.org. Dot org. You can and also go to GoDoLove.org. Right. And FHLMinistries.org. Yes. All, all three of these organizations help. Uh, we're down here with Footprints of Charity. That's right. And we're so we're we're trying to come down here every two uh, two or three times a year. That's the goal. And right. one more thing, if you would like to have success ministries, one of the best way you can do it, you can sponsor a child from Footprints of Charity website. You go to their blog and then you will see the child sponsorship yes. and then every penny you give will have success ministries down here. Yes. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. Thank you very That's much. Good. All right. Thanks. God bless them. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. You are tuned in to the GCT Network. This is your great commission. This is your great commission transmission. At GCTnetwork.com. Transmission. This is your great commission transmission.